Hi guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, my name is Morgan. And I want to talk to you a little bit about a feast day in the Catholic Church that you might have heard of. Maybe not. It's called All Souls Day. But will you pray with me first? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Thanks. So you should look up the historical significance of All Souls Day. It is really awesome. But just to keep it simple right now, I'm going to be really brief with that part. So in the Catholic Church, the first day of November is All Saints Day. And that is a day where we remember all of the people who the church has declared are for certain saints. They are in heaven um, and maybe even people from our families or our own friends who we hope and pray are in heaven, even if we aren't for certain of that. Um, it's a hope that we have and hope is so important. And that's what I would like to talk about tonight is hope in heaven. So All Saints Day remembers those who the church has officially declared saints, as well as anyone else who is in heaven. They've made it. They are good. The church refers to them as the church triumphant. But then November 2nd is a feast called All Souls Day. And All Souls Day is when we remember the church suffering or all the souls who are in purgatory. Also something really worth looking up, purgatory. But in short, if you die in a state of um, friendship with God but not totally purified, there's a purification necessary that you will have to go through upon death before you can enter into heaven. Because if heaven is perfect, because it's where God dwells and God is perfect, it makes sense that we wouldn't be able to enter heaven unless we are totally purified. So purgatory is for those who die in God's friendship but are not perfectly purified. And on All Souls Day, the church sets apart a specific day of the year when masses are offered and special prayers are offered for those who have died in this friendship of God but are not yet in heaven. And get this, if you did not know, souls in purgatory can no longer help themselves. While we are on earth, every day we can do small things with great love. We can do great acts of charity. We can do all sorts of things for God in making up for our sins or in atonement and reparation for our sins. Um, or offering those acts or prayers for other people, we can do that on earth every day of our lives. And we should. That's awesome. That's what we're called to do. But once we die, that's no longer possible if we are in purgatory. So saints in heaven who have become one with God are able to intercede for people. 
But interestingly, souls in purgatory who have yet to be purified can no longer help themselves or anyone until they are in heaven. And so we, the members of the church on earth, who are referred to as the church militant, fighting the good fight for God every day, are called to pray for the souls in purgatory because only our prayers and our good works can get them into heaven. And that's something that I would venture to say is something we do not do often enough. Because if you're like me, um, maybe you grew up thinking that as soon as someone dies, they just get to go straight to heaven. And even though that sounds awesome, that's not necessarily true. If you die perfectly in God's friendship and grace, you will go straight to heaven. But since none of us can read each other's souls, it's actually not good and very dangerous to assume that people go straight to heaven. Um, because what happens is if we assume that, we aren't praying for the person who very well might be desperately in need of our prayers. Um, the Lord has revealed to different saints that some souls have been forgotten about in purgatory. And they are in purgatory for way longer than they needed to be just because nobody was praying for them. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that as well. So I would like to share with you a story from my own life about someone who I was very close to, who I lost about four years ago now. And it was my grandpa, my dad's dad. And it happened very suddenly. Um, my grandpa had had tons of close calls, had had different kinds of cancers and disease for, I mean, decades. Like he had been a sickly man, but at the same time, he had a farm and he went to that farm every single day. Nothing was going to stop him. He was such a hard worker, kind person, awesome person, loved my grandpa, such a compassionate man and such a hard worker, like I was saying. So he'd go to the farm every day, rain or shine, whether he was feeling good or not, um, ill health or otherwise, like he just didn't let life get him down. So it came very suddenly. Um, it was actually the first day I went back to college my sophomore year at Benedictine. Um, go Ravens. Um, it was my first day of sophomore year, and for tons of reasons, I was feeling super overwhelmed that day. I was worried that I wasn't going to do as well that year in school because I heard sophomore year of college was way harder than freshman year, and I had literally just gotten through my classes. It was 3 p.m., and I thought, okay, it looks like this is going to be more doable. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. I'm feeling good. And I come out of my last class and I have a call from my mom. And I check my voicemail and she's basically telling me, hey, grandpa's in the hospital. Like it came on really suddenly. He's not doing super well, whatever, but I'll keep you posted. Like he's stable right now, but just so you know, that's happening. It was a Wednesday. I went to adoration that night and just bawled because I had this really bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. And I was just so overwhelmed suddenly by the thought of what if I lose him? Uh, like I said, it came out of nowhere. And that night when I went to adoration was praying before Jesus in the blessed sacrament, I was inspired to write my grandpa a letter and was also inspired to begin a divine mercy novena for him. So a set of prayers to be said for nine days and the divine mercy Novena and Chaplet, if you've never heard of it, is a prayer that the Lord revealed to St. Maria Faustina. Um, 
And it is a prayer specifically for the sick and dying. So I began that on Wednesday and was going to be praying it for the next nine days. And I wrote my grandpa a letter as well. And um, that was Wednesday. My mom called me later in the week and she was like, hey, you know, I think he's going to be fine. But at the same time, if you're free this weekend, it would be really great if you could come home and see him and just be with everybody. And home was five or six hours away. But I was like, okay. So I drove home that Friday and, or sorry, that Saturday. Um, and I just bawled the whole way. Like I was just a mess because I had to drive all that way by myself thinking the entire time this very well may be the last time that I see my grandpa. And I, you guys, like I'm Catholic. I believe in God. Um, in the creed that we say every Sunday at mass, when we say at the end of the, um, the end of the Nicene Creed, I believe in the resurrection of the body. I do, you guys. And I'm going to share a little bit about that with you later. Like, I believe Jesus ascended from the dead. I believe uh, resurrected from the dead and ascended into heaven. I believe that one day we will all be in heaven um, and that we will have the resurrection of our bodies occur and that we will all be together again. Like if we strive for heaven, if we make it, I believe that that can happen. Um, but at the same time, death sucks. And Jesus himself cried in scripture. We see that when different friends of his died. So God hates death too. So it's natural, natural to be sad when people die. And I was so sad on that drive home. That was literally a weekend from hell because death comes from hell. God didn't want that as part of our lives. But it is, and I can testify to that, and maybe you can too. It sucks. And I had to leave that hospital the following day on Sunday after giving him the letter and being with him. Um, I had to walk out of that hospital by myself, uh, drove back to Benedictine by myself, where I went to college, um, by myself, crying all the way again, wondering if that was the last time that I, I ever saw my grandpa. And it was. I woke up Monday morning uh, to a call from my mom saying that he had passed uh, in the middle of the night on Sunday. And it was awful. Like, it was awful. And drove back home again. Um, and the funeral ended up being on the last day of my Divine Mercy Novena. It was that Thursday. So I began the novena on Wednesday, on a Wednesday. The following Thursday was the funeral. Nine days. And I'm not God. And I don't know for certain that my grandpa is in heaven. But by the, by the fact that the novena worked out the way that it did, and Jesus' promises through that novena are so powerful, I, I had peace somehow in the midst of the hell that it was losing him and the hurt that came with losing him. I knew that God had a hand in all of that. And I trusted in his plan and I trusted in his plan for my grandpa. And I wanted to share that story with you because death 
hurts and death is unnatural and it's not what God has created us for. Yet it is the doorway into which we enter into heaven. And if not straight into heaven, then into purgatory through which we will be purified and enter into heaven. But only if we live lives that are constantly prepared for that union with Christ. And I really believe that my grandpa lived such a life and I hope and pray to live such a life. And I hope and pray that we will all be in heaven one day. But that's why we have All Souls Day to remind us on that day, especially, but every day of the year to pray for our loved ones who are deceased, to pray for our family members and friends who have died, and also for souls who have been forgotten, who have no one to pray for them, who are in purgatory, that they may enter into heaven. And I encourage you to have hope in that and to believe in that. And if that's hard for you to believe, to pray, first and foremost, to pray for an increase in that belief, but also to read into it and to research that so that that truth um, can really become a part of your life if you're unfamiliar with the church's teaching on it. And I want to share just something really briefly with you on that. And it comes from, it's called the Catechism. Can you see it? Called the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is basically a book compiled of all the church's teachings, the church that Christ himself instituted. Um, and this comes from the section called the meaning and saving significance of the resurrection. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. This comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14. And I'm going to read that again. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. And your faith is in vain. What does that mean? It means that if Jesus died on the cross and stayed dead, and that that would have meant death was victorious over him, none of this would matter. He wouldn't have been God. We would not have, have a testament to hope. We would have crucifixes hanging around all the time that would just depress us because that would have been the end. But it wasn't. He beat the cross because three days later he rose. And I want to read a little bit more to you as well. It says the resurrection above all constitutes the confirmation of all Christ's works and teachings, meaning that everything Christ did, everything he said, like the finishing touch, like the ultimate victory was his resurrection. It confirmed everything he had said up to that point. The resurrection of the crucified one shows that he was truly, I am, the son of God and God himself. Finally, Christ's resurrection and the risen Christ himself is the principle and source of our future resurrection. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as in Adam all die, because when Adam and Eve sinned, we all inherited original sin. And that's the reason we now all die is because of our first parents' sin. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. 
I'm going to die one day like my grandpa did because of Adam, because of our first parent's sin. But one day after that, I'm going to rise again. And I believe that. And I hope and pray that with your whole heart, you believe that. And if you struggle to believe that, look up the historical um, reasoning and even proofs behind the resurrection and the belief in his resurrection. In the catechism, the section before this talks about the historical um backing of the resurrection if if part of you it's just like hard to believe that jesus rose from the dead look into it look at all of the reasoning behind it because it makes sense from people who didn't even believe that jesus was god who like testified to the fact that the tomb was empty and it made no sense other than like if he rose from the dead or who saw him after he had died look into it because i believe that jesus rose but if you're struggling with that Pray to believe that and look into the research behind it because it's awesome. Um, but anyway, so in Christ, all shall be made alive. The risen Christ lives in the hearts of his faithful while they await that fulfillment. In Christ, Christians have tasted the powers of the age to come and their lives are swept up by Christ into the heart of divine life so that they may live no longer for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. And what that means, you guys, is that now that Christ has risen, we are caught up into that life with him. And one day, if we live our lives in accordance with his grace, and even when we fall into sin, and even when we're tempted, if we keep choosing Christ and keep choosing to seek his forgiveness, one day, yes, we will die, just like all the souls who are in purgatory died. One day, we will be able to enter into heaven and God willing straight into heaven when we die. But today, Lord, we pray for all of the souls who still need purification, who are in purgatory. We pray that they will enter into heaven. I pray especially for my grandpa and I pray for anyone watching this video, for any of their family members and friends who have passed away, that they will be in heaven as well. Even if by the end of this video, because Lord, you can do all things. And I pray for myself and forever for everyone watching this video that you will bring us to new life while on earth. Help us to overcome sin so that one day when you overcome our death, we can go straight into eternal life with you and with each other and have it be just awesome. Jesus, we believe, we hope in heaven, we hope and believe and trust in you. And in your most holy name, we give you all the glory through the Immaculate Heart of our Mother Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.